Welcome to Getting to the Truth in This Art. I am your host, Rob Lee. And today, I'm interviewing a producer of Baltimore Club Music and Lo-Fi Hip Hop Beats. Please welcome Baltimega. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me, man. I really appreciate it. I think this is going to be great. I think, you know, one of those, I'll put it this way. I believe the Instagram algorithm works. I'll just say that. It's just like, oh, people you may know, hey, they do something similar. It's like, all right, cool. So give us give us the vital stats. How long have you been producing, being involved in music, specifically in the Baltimore club music and in, in, in lo-fi hip hop? So give us that 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 um that that rundown and also describe it too. describe what those genres are for people who are undipped, because it's a lot of misinformation out there. People try to say we got Jersey Club. This is Baltimore Club. So give us the rundown. <laughs> Um, well, basically, um, and to be honest, as you know, doing Baltimore Club, I'm kind of new to it. Yeah. Um, so I started Baltimega as a as a kind of like a project a couple years ago. But um, basically, um, you know, the type of club music that we do. So you know, there's Baltimore Club, Jersey Club, and Philly Club. So it kind of started in Baltimore, and then you know, some guys um, came down from Jersey to kind of. Um, you know, get involved in the scene and they took it back to Newark. And then, you know, they had the whole Brick City Club and Philly is, you know, right up 95. And I'm I'm definitely truncating this, but there's some uh, <laughs> some documentaries and things on YouTube. But um, it all grew from the Baltimore sound. Um, and, you know, they kind of took it and did what they do with it, um, you know, kind of sped up the BPMs and things yeah. of that nature. But, um, you know, at this point, I feel like, um, you know, the scene as a whole, at least, you know, from what I can see um, and the people that I, you know, deal with in the scene, everybody kind of talks and shares ideas and kind of builds, um, you know, with each other. So, um, and, you know, there's um, an event called PB&J, mm-hmm. which is uh, Philly, Baltimore, New York. Uh, I mean, sorry, New Jersey. Um, that happens, it kind of brings everybody together and they kind of rotate the different uh, cities with that. So, um, so yeah. That's pretty dope, actually. But uh, with, I mean, with me, I started music probably rapping um, at like 11 or 12. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, I needed beats. So then I had to learn how to make beats. And then I needed, you know, to record. So then I had to learn how to record and engineer. I needed a website. So I had to learn how to do websites. So pretty much everything that I've ever learned how to do is because I wanted to rap. So, yeah, yeah, that, that's a, that's my story. <laughs> it's like, yo, I need to get I need to do this rap shit like man all right i'm gonna get these microphones all right yeah. i don't know how to make these beats all right i guess i'm gonna have to be an a r it's just like yo I, just, I went to school for this purpose to be a rapper it's like what like yeah i got yeah. my degree to be a rapper yeah, yeah 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 um so 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 lo-fi beats tell us a little bit about that because um when i think of lo-fi beats i think it kind of like that that chill music that kind of like more spatial introspective music or what have you or even like vaporwave and things like that so what what are lo-fi beats for us give us that rundown um i guess the the definition of it it you know lo-fi is is pretty much short for low fidelity mm-hmm. um so when you look at you know certain producers like a jay dilla or a madlib um and just the type of equipment that they were using when they were um actually creating their music so i think um you know dilla had of course he had his mpc um but he had his uh sp uh, 303 as well. I think he made the entire donuts project on that. And yeah. so the, uh, like the sample rates and the bit rates 
you know, might not have been, um, you know, 44 kilohertz, you know, 16 bit and um, all that type of stuff. And then, you know, some of the equipment, it might, uh, you know, have some, you know, noise artifacts in it. So that kind of lends to lo-fi, but it's kind of like an old school type of beat, I guess, that you would think of now. Um, you know, I guess you could consider, I mean, to me, a lot of the beats that people make that are lo-fi to me sounds like, um, I don't know if you if it, um if you're familiar with like the beat miners and Black Moon when they first came out yeah. like it kind of reminds me of that um and they were using like the SP1200 which you know definitely wasn't CD quality but it gave it a certain type of sound mm-hmm. um so it's kind of a sound and aesthetic now and um you know they call it lo-fi I actually don't like the term but you know that's what they use so that's what I you know that's what I use so yeah I think it, I think it feels like or sounds well, I think feels the word. Um, I guess the sound makes you feel more than maybe music. And it's not to knock music in terms of music, musicianship and production and all of that. But those are just different eras, different, different like styles that are there. And I like that element that's not CD quality. I like that lack of clarity sometimes in it because it feels more real. It feels more rooted in what the genre was versus a little too polished. Now it's like, yo, that symbol, that beat is a little too perfect. Actually. I need something that feels more raw. Exactly. And it's, you know, to me, it's kind of like the DIY whole, the whole DIY thing. Cause you know, you know, I didn't start in the early nineties, but you know, even when I started, the internet was still kind of in its infancy and um, there weren't YouTube, you know, tutorials on how to do everything. You had to, you know, kind of figure it out on your own um and so you know when you figure things out on your own all different types of sounds come out <laughs> so <Yeah>. um <laughs> like when you, um, you when you sit there and have a conversation with other people that are producing those notes are traded those are the, some of the more interesting conversations with people who are like yo so how'd you get that sound what'd you do there oh i flipped that oh word that's how you yeah. did that yeah. um so describe your your working style when it comes to production when it comes to even like doing some of the rap stuff like tell me tell me about that like what does that look like are you a person that is straight to the process you don't really deviate too much is it yo i need to take these kind of breaks tell me about what your process looks like um so you know i guess you know if you go on my instagram you can see me using like all different types of gear and you know different things that make a beat so it's it's really varied um you know, when I started out, you know, I got FL Studio when I was a teenager and I had been using that for so many years and, you know, sitting in front of the computer, you know, now, you know, for my job, I sit and look at Excel spreadsheets all day. So it's like to kind of break out of that, I started buying, um, you know, different hardware gear and I started to get into that. So um, I really like to approach every time I do something, I like to approach it differently. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is no um, set template or anything like that you know one day i might you know pull up fl studio i just started messing with ableton you might see me on an ovation circuit with some pocket operators or the sp and or or the ipad i've been getting deep into ipad production and you know you might even see me make a beat on my watch so it's uh <laughs> it's uh it's, it's really varied um and i like I, I try to do that because i think it creates engaging content Um, and, um, you know, I'm trying to build my YouTube as well and also give tutorials and things like that. Um, and you know, it's, it's just another form of learning. Um, you know, I feel like, 
with music, there's a musical aspect and there's a technology aspect. And, um, you know, getting into the, the technology and the signal routing and how to do certain things is just really interesting to me. So I think, and, and maybe you agree with this, maybe you don't, but I think we are what we consume. And I think it, it, that extends into media, right? So what mm -hmm. is your media diet like? What do you watch? What are you reading? What do you listen to? What, what does that look like for you? Um, I listen to a lot of podcasts, a lot of, uh, hip hop podcasts, a lot of, uh, you know, you know, your podcast since you've come into my radar. Um, uh, what else? A lot of science stuff. Um, you know, um, you know, it can go from the most ratchet stuff to, um, you know, Dan Carlin's hardcore history where he's talking about, you know, the Mongols and, 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 and stuff like that. Um, TV, you know, I, you know, I catch a show here and there. So I just finished BMF, of course, um, yeah. Star Trek. I'm a big Star Trek fan. So which one? The, which one? Uh, right now I'm on Discovery. Um, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I thought we were going to go but, old school, like next generation. Like what is your Star Trek? That's, that's the thing. You mentioned Star oh, Trek. Oh, that one. Uh, uh, I would have to say it, it changes, but, but I have to lean towards Deep Space Nine. Okay. Okay. You know, I respect that. I respect that. Yeah. That was the beginning of inclusivity for us, I believe. It's like, yo, it's a black dude running a spaceship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they had that uh, that one. Uh, I think there was an episode where they had like a Jackie Robinson baseball card, and I was like, okay, here we go. <laughs> like, this is what we're doing right here. All right, cool. Yeah. It was the '90s, and it was uh, I think UPN. So yeah, there you go. Uh, <laughs> so, um, so, so it's it's kind of like a mix. It's like that consumption and in terms of media, it's a mix between some of the more nerdier things with you, you threw out Star Trek, you threw out Deep Space Nine, so points to you on that and then kind of getting into some of the science stuff, but also you got to have like some of your, like for the culture kind of stuff in there. So I dig it. Yeah, you said some of the more ratchet things. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I just finished watching drink champs with uh, French Montana and all that. So <laughs> you had, you had the you full know. gamut there. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I like to watch really bad shows, like mm -hmm. shows that are doing things in earnest, not like reality TV per se, but stuff that's doing things in earnest. And it's like, no, you just didn't do well. This is just bad. This was <laughs> executed well, but done purposely badly. So like our, what is it? Our kind of people, I'll watch that to hate watch it. And I make a lot of, I was like, yo, this is what black excellence is. This is garbage. This is trash. Check that out. <laughs> it's so much unintentional comedy in that show. You're going to mm. laugh like a lot. I mean, Joe Morton has some physical ailment that leads to him like passing out every episode. I was like, yo, why is this nigga dying every episode? What's going on here? <laughs> so I, I hear about manifestation and visualization a lot when it comes to being successful um, mm -hmm. or at a minimum of doing things well, like, you know, that positive visualization, like, yeah, I'm going to do this really great. What are some of the biggest mental tools that you you, you kind of utilize to to be successful and to kind of push through maybe your work when you're having like, yo, this beat is not coming together. I'm not learning this tool because you kind of work with so many different tools at times. What kind of manifestational mental tools do you kind of keep in mind to kind of keep you on point? Um, I always think back to past successes. And, um, you know, if I have a hurdle or something like that, you know, I kind of think, well, you know, I've seen something like this before or, you know, I did this, so I know I can do this. So, you know, don't get stuck on that. Um, and, you know, I'm always learning as well. So, you know, one thing that I definitely uh, learned when I encountered it is I uh, don't put myself on too harsh of a deadline. <laughs> yeah. 
um, you know, just because of the way I work and the way that life things can come up, um, you know, just just don't don't put myself to where I'm rushing to get things done. And um, also just keep in mind that, you know, I did it before I can do it again. And, you know, things things are kind of moving in a certain direction for me right now. Like every day there's a little something that happens and it's like, okay. And, and these little things kind of happen more frequently. Um, so it's just like, you know, whatever happens, um, even if something doesn't work out, you know, I'm still on the right path. So it's just always remembering that. That's good. It's looking at those past successes and like, no, I've, I've, I've been here. I, I can do this. I got this. I got this knocked out. And um, yeah. I, I use that in, I use that same mentality in kind of getting past things that seem like they're the biggest trial and tribulation. It's just like, yo, I've had whatever my biggest thing in the past was and I got past it. I'm still here. So yeah. that's proof to me that I'm going to get past this one because exactly. I've already gotten past whatever the worst was. So, yeah, I think, you know, that's important to go with what you know. Um, yeah. If there was one word that you could use to exp to explain your experience so far working as a music producer, what would it be, and why? Um, hmm. One word to describe my experience as a music producer. Um, I would just have to say uh, grateful. Um, just because. Um, even just doing this, um, you know, some of the different people that I've been able to meet and talk to and interact with, um, some of the experiences that I've had that I wouldn't have had otherwise, um, you know, even on my level that I'm on now, um, you know, there's a there's a lot of things that wouldn't have happened in my life that, um, you know, are all due to to music. Um, so, I'm, you know, I'm very grateful for the experience of you know, just being able to, to, to uh, do this. That's good. Like being, being able to connect and look at like, all right, not everybody gets this opportunity. It's people who might have the talent, who don't have the resources, who don't have the time and, and so on. So being grateful of that, that's, that's important. I think it's a grounding thing. It's like, yo, I, I could be in a spot where I'm not doing this. So why, why am I going to take this for granted? I need to be grateful for it. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it's crazy. Cause like, you know, me and Ricky, we were just talking last night and we were like, um, you know, just some of the places that we went, you know, you know, traveling, doing music and stuff like that. Um, you know, it's 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 all due to this and, the, and these, you know, formative experiences that we've had is all due to the music. And there's so many more to come um, and, you know, just just definitely grateful. So speaking of formative, who or what are some of those like early influences? Because, you know, you touched on, you know, rap was a, rap was a thing. It's like, yo, I'm going to be a damn rapper. So w what are some of those earlier influences maybe in your life or your upbringing that has influenced like your work? Like, yo, I want to make this beat. This is a beat that I want to make. Or I want to rap like this dude. Or I want to have a line like this dude had. Like, what is the what is that for you? You know, I guess early on, um, you know, definitely Wu-Tang. Um Definitely big pun. Um, you know, I'm from the age where it was it was big pun cannabis, uh, Eminem, Big yeah. L, and used to download it from Kazaa. You know, we're so, we're, we're literally the same age. <laughs> <laughs> and um, hip hop, hip hop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, most deaf, quality, all that. Yeah. No, no, I'm all that type of stuff. Um, you know, one point, but then you know, you know, just in terms of the club music, you know, I 
started doing that more recently, even though I dabbled here and there before. But, um, you know, I used to go to sleep, you know, as, as a child listening to, you know, um, the uh, nine o'clock mix. I would have that, you know, on the, my boom box, you know, next to me, not too loud. So my mother couldn't hear, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, as I'm going to sleep and stuff like that. So um, definitely the the. He, he, those sounds and then you know as i got a bit older um and, you know i went to college and started getting exposed to more things you know definitely like the little john sound the crunk mm-hmm. um you know a little bit of the bay area stuff the houston stuff you know all the different regional sounds i think all kind of combined um and you know various oh it's, it's it's really just kind of eclectic because um yeah. It's the hip hop stuff, and then you know there's a uh, system of a down, Nirvana, you know that whole side of it. There's yeah. Portishead, you know, I, I, you know dabble in a lot of different things. It's a little, little trip hop there for you, yeah. I like yeah. Portishead. I, yeah. I remember uh, what is it? I had my uh, my phase of listening to System of a Down. I'll put it this way: I was the one dude walking around at Morgan State University, like listening to the Bravery. You know, to throw that okay. out there for you. <laughs> and I, I met a long term friend there, and he was like. Yeah, how do you know what this is? He was straight edge. So he had like the X's on his hands. He said, how do you know what this is? He's like, you're a black dude. I was like, yeah, I'm listening to dance punk music right now. So what does that tell you? <laughs> With, on the same tape as right. like some little jaw stuff. I was like just burning CDs. Like, yo, I got this one spiral of burnt CDs I used to call mad shit because it'd just be various genres on there. It's just yeah, like, yo, yeah. what can I rip off of YouTube real quick? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no shots. <laughs> YouTube's going to shut me down. Um, so this is the last real question I had before I get to the, the uh, rapid fire ones. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about long-term goals. Um, do you plan out your goals in that way as to like, yeah, I want to do, I want to be doing this next year. I want to be doing this in the next six months. And if so, do you write them down and do you revisit them to ensure that you're staying along the path that you want to be on? Um, I do, but I need to do it a bit more. Um, you know, I'm, I'm kind of, all over the place with the way I do things, to be honest. Um, but I'm trying to, you know, get more structured, uh, with it. Um, because there's a lot of behind the scenes work, especially when it comes to releasing projects. So, um, you know, if you go to my, my, uh, you know, shameless plug right here, but, um, you know, if you go to my streaming services and my website and everything like that, you know, you see, I have a huge catalog of music. So with with every release, there comes registration of everything and, making sure everything is is together properly so that if something big were to hit that i'm fully compensated for it or something like that Um, but some of my goals are definitely to get some film placements some tv placements um with music um also to kind of grow my youtube channel um and maybe partner with uh, some of the companies of uh, some of the gear that i use i see them kind of lurking and liking some of my posts but i think i probably need a few more followers to uh you know you know get them to holler at me um so, you know, hopefully in the next, um, well, not hopefully, but definitely within the next year, um, I would like to see those things happen. Um, you know, maybe some, you know, placements with some uh, bigger artists. And also, um, you know, you know, a lot of my stuff is more instrumental now, but I'm about to start, you know, getting behind the mic more. Um, and, you know, hopefully more shows, you know, come from that. Um, and I'm getting into DJing as well. So um, I do have, you know, a couple little things lined up for the beginning of uh, 2022. So, yeah. That's what we like to hear. Like to hear. Just um, it's a, a person's creative pursuit is a living, breathing thing. So I think you get stagnant and you're like, look, I'm not going to do anything. I'm all set. I know exactly what I'm doing. You, <laughs> you, you, you can't you can't swim. You got to be a shark. You got to always look for doing something that makes sense 
Like, yeah. like I want to do this. I want to add this to it. Your your lane is doing music. That's that's what I'm hearing in this interview, right? And what it sounds like your goals are still in that same path. And it's just like, yo, I want to stretch out and do music in this way or in that way, whether it be DJing, whether it be getting back on the mic and all of that stuff. And, you know, that, that's what it is. It's like, you know, how can you combine these things under one umbrella? And that's what you just described there. So thank you for sharing. Yeah, exactly. That. Because it's like, um, you know, every, every little talent that you have, you know, is a potential stream of income. And mm -hmm. it's like, how many of these can I put together to, you know, make more than my salary and then have, you know, not be able to <laughs> yeah. not have to do that anymore. Put them spreadsheets uh, down, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. No, but I pick them back up because, you know, I, I do download my distro kid, you uh -huh. know, earnings and stuff like that and make little, uh, you know, pivot tables and see, you know, oh, okay, this month, this happened. I'm in you the know, red right here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, um, you know, um, I, I feel like as, as a DIY type of artist, you know, you, you do all the functions of a record label. Mm -hmm. So like the A&R would be the one registering all your stuff or clearing samples or, you know, getting your artwork together and all that. So it's like, you, you kind of have to do all that. And, you know, if you put out a project that's 15 songs, you know, you might have like an eight hour work day, just getting everything together. So, um, yeah. It, it makes sense. And, you know, I, I, I do the spreadsheets in the day. I'm a data analyst by day. And at night yeah. I can use some of those skills to quickly go through. What did I spend this year on this podcast? And right, right. As, as I like to say, this might become a shirt. Podcasts aren't free. Uh, oh, yeah. So, I do the podcast, too. Yes, yeah, so I know. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, Someone hit you with some rapid fire questions. And these, as I you know, said earlier, before we got started in the pre-show, pre-show meeting meeting is uh, these are just kind of questions to get a temperature on you as an individual. We get the creative side. We want to learn a little bit more about you. So here we go. You don't have to provide any extra context unless you really, really want to. Okay. All right. What do you value most in friends? What trait do you value most in friends? Just, um, I guess, understanding. Um, in regards to collaborators, what is it that you dislike the most? Like if people like y'all want to work with you or what have you, and you're like, I don't think I'm bang with you. Like, what is it? What's that thing for you? Um, just sending me something that's 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 not good or <laughs> it's like it's just kind of whack actually. <laughs> yeah, like a cold like like a cold call or a cold DM, and it's just whack. I mean, that's kind of my approach. I just hit people with cold DMs all the time. All right, then. Cool. Yeah, but it's not whack, though. This, see, see, you know, this is this is why you're on this podcast. You, 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 you took the softball and you hit it out of the park. Thank you. This podcast is not whack. Uh, what was the last movie you watched? Uh, Elf. Elf? Yesterday, yep. yep. Okay. Elf. Uh, now, this might be the lyric, because I know this is hard, because we don't really name songs here, right? Favorite club song? Hmm. You know, when it goes bah, 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 bah. like what? Like that's <laughs> that's that's how I we name songs. Say, um, right, right. Um, uh, of just experiences that I've had with the song, um, uh -huh. I would have to say, uh, and you know, it's the biggest, most commercial one of them, uh, DJ Class. Um, you know, um, I'm the, I'm the shit. Um, just because that song resonated with so many people who aren't from here and yeah. it, it kind of expanded the culture, you know, more nation and worldwide. That's the, that's cool. That's cool. Expansion. Uh, so that's pretty much all that I have for questions. But I want to give you the opportunity since you started early, but you can, you can do it again. Keen on those, uh, those shameless plugs. Uh, where can he find you at website, social media, all of that good stuff. 
Let the fine folks know. Uh, absolutely. Baltimega everywhere. Um, Baltimega.com. Um, you know, Baltimega Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Definitely check me out on YouTube. I have a lot of tutorials and just jams uh, coming up. And uh, check out my Instagram for upcoming information on any type of live shows and uh, projects and things of that nature, whether it be Baltimore club, hip hop, lo-fi, any type of genre. Um, there's a lot of interesting stuff. At least I think it's interesting stuff on uh, my IG page of me making music with all different types of stuff. So yeah, definitely check it out. Well, thank you. Thank you again for coming on to this podcast. I'll do my sign off. So for Baltimega, I am Rob Lee saying that there is music in and around Baltimore. All you got to do is look for it. Oh,